Personally, is trash. Wrestling is trash. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling is Trash. I am your host, or one of your hosts, Lou from the BX, aka Dominican Lou, the Loose Canada Podcasting, here with you. Another glorious Tuesday to talk all things wrestling related, all the good things, all the bad things, all the wonderful things, all the horrible things and the weird things and all of the things as we like to do every week. I Once again, I am Lou, trash boy, numero dos, but I am also here with two of the guests of mine, one of which you know, one of which you don't know. So for now, I'm going to throw it up to my boy, Mr. Anastasi. What up, everyone? You know who it is. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, coming to you live from California, representing the West Coast, sadly. No, I'm kidding. We're repping the West Coast here another day. As Lou said, we're going to talk all the things wrestling. But joining us today is a new and crowned trash boy. Yep, the man himself, Daniel Douglas George. We have a nickname for each other, Douglas. There's a whole backstory about that, but long-term wrestling fan. Has all the knowledge on wrestling, I'd like to think. He's taught me a lot. Mr. Douglas, how you doing? What's going on? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Glad to uh, be talking with you gentlemen tonight. What's in that mug? Water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only, only water. It is a only clear, water. A clear liquid. <laughs> hey, no vodka. No vodka in here. Uh, we just had a hell of a weekend, though, with some wrestling. Absolutely. What yeah, we uh, we usually like to start off with a little bit of news take, but obviously there's not really much in the news that's not separate from what we're already going to talk about. But one thing we did end up seeing was uh, he had a very odd interview with Seth Rollins. It wasn't so much an odd interview, but what he was <laughs> asked about was a certain former WWE wrestler, maybe former AEW. We don't know what's exactly going on with that. Uh, Mr. Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, as he's known to the world. <clears throat> where Seth Rollins was actually asked if he would like to work, maybe possibly at some point in the future, work with Phil Brooks. And uh, he had a very odd and uh, very direct answer to that question. <laughs> and uh, he seemed to not be into it. But to me, that just kind of seemed like a, uh, it kind of seemed like a little breadcrumb that he dropped there for future possible, maybe, uh, shenanigans with Mr. Punk, but what did you guys think of the interview that Seth had? I'll let you take it first, bud. No, man, nobody, the internet does not want to hear my thoughts on Seth Rollins. I'll get killed. I'm all good. I think he stinks. <laughs> uh, he wishes he could have half the talent that CM Punk has, half the Ooh. draw power. Um, yeah, sorry to tell you. Just not a fan. Go back to being a heel and like a scaredy cat heel because this is awful. I can't, I can't stand Seth. Anything he has to say, I think it's stupid. If CM Punk is a cancer, he's a cancer that can make you money. So I don't know why I'd work with him. Yeah, I thought, 
It was uh yeah we we go back and forth because he's not digging this heel this face Seth Rollins. Um, that is a scorching I, hot I, take. It's all yeah, scorching, it's scorching hot, hot take. <laughs> but hey, that's that's what we like though. We like our. That's how we're like starting this show. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, with violence, yeah, he's dreadful. <laughs> I've never seen a less natural face. It's disturbing. I don't know how Ooh. you guys like that. So I like Seth, but I will agree he's a better heel than a face. But I think he's on another level right now, personally. But I definitely think he's a better heel. You know what the funniest thing in that whole interview was? That's Nick Houseman. That's the same dude that asked Punk the question that started the whole scrum drama. No That's shit. the same. Does that? I yeah. So I, uh, yeah. So I follow Wrestling Inc. and Nick Houseman's like one of the head guys, and he's from Chicago. So him and Punk, I'm assuming, probably know each other from media and stuff like that. So his, I don't even remember what that first question was he asked back then, to be honest, at this point. But, so, yeah, so he said, Punk, yeah, I definitely agree. Punk knew he was going to be there. So he had that whole rant loaded in the chamber. And he probably shouldn't have fired it once the guy was like, no, I'm not friends with Colt. And then he was like, okay, well, I'm going to bitch anyways. And then he bitched for 30 minutes. <laughs> That uh, was the greatest, yeah, I think... fucking, the greatest fucking post-interview interview I've ever seen, ever. And it's not even close. Yeah, I, I definitely think them, them two could be money now. Because I remember they had matches back in the day when he was like, the end, actually towards the end of Punk's time, when they were doing the, the whole Shield versus Punk. And I remember right. they had a good match. But I de- did they ever work in Ring of team. Honor together? Yeah, I do I don't remember know that. The, I don't know if there was overlap. Time? I don't yeah, know I don't know if, if they were there together, anymore. but that was definitely uh I mean I know they were all both there, but I don't know if they were there together. I don't really remember. I don't think so. Yeah, but I I don't know. I I'd want to see it. I'd want to see it. For and sure it I wouldn't like, want to see that. I think Seth's in that role where he's gonna be that guy where the new people come in and feud. Not like to the level like Miz, where Miz just gets kind of buried in a way, but like like you saw it with Cody, and now look at Rumble. Logan Paul eliminated him, so it already. And then they asked some questions about Logan Paul last night, so it seems like they're going down that avenue. So I think that's the unless you go Roman, the next person is Punk uh, is Rollins. I mean, in my what I what I would like about it is what I would like about it is that I think Punk would bring like at first it would start kind of like you know Punk would come out, start doing his thing, and then Seth would come out dance and do. The whatever fucking that dancing shit he likes to do and pander to the crowd with the singing shit. And I think after oh, a week or two or three or whatever, how long it would take, I think uh, Punk would bring more, I don't know how to, uh, realism, I don't know how to say it, it would bring more realism out of his character in a feud because he'd drop a lot of the silly shit that he does and become a little more focused just off of Punk's promo. Whether or not Punk's going to be able to work at that level or whatever, because I know you've we've you've stated you are not a fan of Seth, but I think he's very talented in the ring. Um, so I don't know if at this point Punk will be able to kind of quote unquote keep up with a Seth, but I think it would be a good feud. That's definitely something I'd like to see. I gotta ask Douglas: Is it the in ring with Seth, or you're just not digging him as like a face in this whole thing? No, no, in ring Seth. Okay, so I've reached this, you know, this part of my fandom where 
the like I get the work rate, I get all that. I admire that. That's awesome. The great moves, you know, stamina in the ring. Like it's all good. But the storytelling is more important to me at this point. Like, I mean, CM Punk's AEW run, you could say what you want about the in-ring work. He didn't really need to do all that. Like, I don't think he needs to match Seth's work great. He, I, I mean, he just kind of shows that you can tell, you can tell stories without doing, you know, moonsaults. You don't need it. Right. Oh, yeah. We said that. I think Lou and I both said, right? That was our rivalry of the year, him and MJF. Oh, right? Him and Did MJF, we? hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we said that was ours, or one of us did for sure. I remember us discussing it last the end of the yeah, year. We, we went, um, we fucking, it was all about that feud and the dog collar match, like uh, that episode we did. That was awesome. like all about it. I think both of them probably low key, like they could probably get by, like get by as like you know, hey, we're doing business. But I bet you for some reason there's low key dis dislike, actual dislike in between them, and I'm personally a fan of that in wrestling because, like you said, I think that's gonna bring out that realism in that. You know, like, I don't know, I think just naturally when you don't like someone, if you're working, even if you're working, you're not laying in potatoes, as they say, like, you're still going to have more into it because you don't like that person. I mean, look at Riddle and, and, and Rollins. They for sure didn't like each other. And they put together some fucking very good matches. Their feud was very good. Yeah. So, you know, whether or not Seth really likes Punk or not, I, I don't feel like he doesn't like Punk. I mean, I... I because it's weird, bro. Why would you say something like that about a, a if like he didn't really like that dude? He probably would have just been like, nah, you know, I don't want to, whatever. You know what I mean? Why would you take a direct shot at somebody like that if you're not either planning on or thinking that you know that's something that's gonna happen, or or at the very least, it's something that he wants to do? Because if he says something like that, I, I would think that that's something that he would like want to do, even though literally yeah. he's saying he doesn't want to. But, like, it's so direct that he's saying he doesn't want to. That's like, come on, bro. You know he wants to. And this kind of goes with what, to. This goes with what he said, but it's like, if you're anyone, whether you like punk or hate punk, if he makes it back to WWE, every single person would line up at that door to be that first one to take a whip at him. Not because of, oh, I don't like him, because that's going to be the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I you just... I'm trying to think of the programs that we've seen CM Punk have most recently in this last run. Were they all the best? You know, I can't remember each and every one, but, you know, what other storylines were going on. But was it not the most interesting every time? Him and Eddie. So he, had a, he had a run with Hangman. He had a run with Moxley. He had a run with uh, um, Eddie. Eddie and he had a run with yep. MJF. So, and all of that shit was all of that was I, fucking awesome for me. I, I guess for the only me, one you... For me, all of it was at least, if not some of the best stuff on the show, it was right up there with the best stuff on the show. Yeah. I think the only thing that might have overshadowed, and I don't think it was on his end, was the punk hangman feud. Maybe the MJF Wardlow stuff at the time. That was pretty hot. Um, yeah. I, I would say, but in my opinion, when it was him and MJF, it was the hottest thing. When he first came in, Eddie, I thought, was the hottest thing at the time. Um, cause him and Eddie fought at what? Full gear? Full was gear. that full gear last year? Yeah. Um, yeah, cause who was, was full gear when they did the Omega hangman title change? 
Because I really don't remember that feud that well, honestly, Omega and Hangman. I know they had some great matches, but the feud itself. And I think that's what it comes down to, to kind of allude what you're saying, is I love in-ring work, but the storytelling is what's gonna. And I guess it can kind of dive us into our next subject, giving us our kind of recap quick of the Rumble. The main event match with Roman and KO, that wasn't an awful match, but it wasn't a five-star whatever match. But what do you, what do you, you're not even talking about the match. You know, what happened, and it's nuts because I was watching that, and that was, I don't know, what were your guys' thoughts of that? Just that whole, I guess we'll start with the main event, work our way back, but what was your whole thoughts on that main event? Like, the mostly the ending, because that's all we really cared about. The only thing really of the match that that I found that I can remember or that I thought was remarkable was that first fucking, when he slammed KO's head into that chair, that fucking staircase the first time. Because it literally looked like he hit the back of his head, like right on the corner of the stairs. For the, for the, at least the first one. The second one, you could see he had his hand back there. Yeah, but man, that first there, one yeah. looked fucking brutal, bro. He really, he, I was just like, yo. And that's what I really remember most about the actual match itself. The angle after the match to me is what, I mean, it really solidified. It, it literally solidified the entire show. And what was cool was that, like, it was a main event that everybody was waiting for. And it fucking completely delivered. Like, the match itself may not have been whatever, you know, it's to each his own. They may not have enjoyed it. They may not have. Not. I thought it was a decent match, a good match. Um, mm-hmm. But just the afterwards was just everything, dude. Just really masterful storytelling, uh, honestly. Um, yeah, that, that's really how I took it at the end. It was it was mostly storytelling to me, and the match was, like, secondary to it. Yeah. What do you think, Douglas? Yeah, I didn't need uh, – Roman and Kevin Owens. I didn't need them to put on a, a five-star classic. We all just wanted to see the climax, you know. And, you know, it's really still not even climax because there's more to it. You know, the storyline is going to continue. But, I mean, we, we've we been waiting for this moment, and it arrived, and it didn't disappoint. So I, I loved it. I, you know, more hot takes. You know I haven't liked Roman Reigns until the bloodline. I didn't care for him at all until this current run that he's been on. And, uh, I mean, he's killing it. I've been watching Sopranos for like the third time and he's running it like he's, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm loving it. I'm seeing the parallels. He might be rewatching it because I'm seeing stuff that I'm like, what you doing? Some Tony stuff right here. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It was Keith. awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I thought, you know what, my, obviously, you know what was dope about it is because all night leading up to the Rumble, just in general, the pay-per-view was, is The Rock going to show, right? And then I remember, I think I texted it to you, Lou, maybe both of you, it's like, when I knew that was the main event, I'm like, oh, Rock showing up, right? So you got to think, one, that was dope that they knew that that turn and all that was going to be so good that it could end the show because the Rumble is all about the Rumble. And then, so that was dope. You didn't hear us during that. Because you would have thought maybe he comes and makes a save. All you heard was Sammy. The fuck you Roman chants were insane. Clear as day you heard that on TV. Clear as day. And especially, like, coming from a WWE crowd. Like, I would, you could hear that. You could hear a fuck you MJF chant every week on Dynamite, to be honest. You're never hearing that in WWE. So the fact that it got that reaction and then. How can we sleep on Jay walking out and then going to Instagram saying run it back with him and Roman? 
And it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy because like you said, there's so much more what's going to happen next. Because it seems obvious, in my opinion, you're going to still go the tag title route with Sammy and KO because Cody won and all right. that. I want to know how they get it twisted around with Jay. Like, one, where does Jay go on Friday? How does Jay end up turning again on Sammy? Like, I don't know. Is it maybe – because everyone's speculating Sammy and Roman main event in Elimination Chamber, which that's going to be a hot crowd. Yeah. So, uh, do you think Jay cost you them know, the match? And that's where it kind of – that's and that's where I think you're gonna see that. I think you're gonna get like maybe a double turn from Jay. I know that a lot of people are looking for a main event Jay to come back and he's gonna be the one and but it it really doesn't make sense to create a new so if you have Cody already with a, a straight line to the title, ain't eh? Cody's gonna be the one. Like Cody's gonna be yeah. the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. It makes perfect sense for them to do it. They only have one chance not to fuck this up. Like Cody right now is a is a face. They all love him. Everybody loves Cody. Get him get the belt on him before people start getting sick of this motherfucker, because it's gonna happen. They're gonna get sick of Cody. Get the belt on him now, let him do it, and you break the belts up and do whatever you need to do with them. So it doesn't really make sense for them to have Jay now be challenging for the title because it's now you're gonna have too many things in the way. So I think at Elimination Chamber, and, and again, this has probably like been said over and over again, but um you got Sammy and Roman for the title. I think you get Jay fucking Sammy over to help Roman win. And then they kind of like restructure the bloodline or kind of reform the original bloodline. And then maybe you have KO come out and do the save because they're probably going to... Once they turn... Once uh, this guy helps Roman beat Sammy or whatever, they're probably going to end up beating the shit on him in the middle of the ring after the match. And then you can have KO come out, make the save. And then, then that way you have the Usos and KO and Sammy. You can get the belts off of the tag teamers. And then you got Cody already set up to take it off Roman. But we'll see how that plays out, bro. But um, and then, I would think that's the way to go. Yeah. And then a hot take I have, I want you both your guys' opinion on this is when it comes to main eventing, because WrestleMania is two nights. To me, I get it. You're like, you know, you want the women in the main event. You want this in the main event. You already know Roman and Cody's night two, Sunday night main event. My hot take is I think this tag match, if that's the way they go, should headline night one. Because it's that hot of a storyline. What do you guys, what do you think, Douglas? It's that hot, in my opinion. Will it be that hot by WrestleMania? I don't know. You got two months. I mean, that's Rhea, unless, unless Rhea, unless Rhea and Charlotte really picks up, you don't know who Bianca's facing until Elimination Chamber, which I guess is February 18th. That's still a month and a half, but I don't know. That's my opinion. If I'm booking the show right now, um, that's night one's main event. Yeah, we don't know what they have in store. I would take that with the information we have now. I would accept that. We just don't know what they have in the tuck because they got something or multiple they things. They got what? Yeah, because you're hearing rumors of what? Logan and Seth. You're hearing rumors of Theory and Cena. Yeah. Um, Isn't it be I guess those would be It's going to be a fucking loaded WrestleMania because even if you still don't have Stone Cold like lurking out there. You don't know if he's going to make another appearance at the show. So you're talking about a loaded fucking show, man. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they where they go. They got obviously got. They really do in a. They have plenty of time. Like they literally have yeah. two months to really build yeah. it up, which is which is good because you already know which matches are set. There's four guaranteed matches. I you got to say the tag title matches set. The main event with Roman and the two women's matches. Bianca obviously has an opponent. Who's it going to be? Um, yes, yeah, so I don't know where they go, but I guess did you guys like how they delivered Cody? Because this is the only like negative I kind of have in um, some regards. One thing before we really move on to that, I wanted to I wanted to ask before we move on from from this last thing because I was thinking oh, about yeah. this um, earlier. So I feel like the the bloodline storyline is like. It's one of the best storylines like they've ever done in WWE. Is it the best ever in WWE? Cuz I was trying to like literally think back at what what's been bigger than this. Like what storyline has been bigger than what's happening right now? Cuz I I can't remember the last time I bro I, honestly I can't remember the last time I was this personally invested in a story that they've done. Because, you know, we've been watching this shit for so long that we kind of know how shit's going to go and how things are going to play out mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. But we still watch it because it's what we like to watch. But with this storyline, like, genuinely surprised and excited about, like, what's happening. The only thing I can think of that's, like, made me kind of feel like this is, like, we were talking about this, I think, last week or the week before. The uh, Daniel Bryan, when he was uh, under the spell of Bray Wyatt and shit, you know, that whole thing. And maybe, like, I don't know, bro, the shield? Or even maybe the straight... I I don't even know, bro. Like, I don't really think I've had a storyline kind of punch me in the stomach like this. Maybe fucking Ultimate Warrior Macho Man when the Macho Man had his retirement match. (laughs) Like, I can't think of anything that's made me feel like, you know, the, the, the way this shit has. I'm trying to think. What do you, what you got, Doug? I mean, you got just recent. I mean, he has a great point. I was just, and I was like, dang, he might be right. Because the other night when, uh, during the trial on SmackDown, you know, like you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop and them to kill Sammy. You're just waiting for it to happen, but it's probably going to happen at the pay-per-view. But they got me because I, you know, they do the injury storyline and now he subs in and the whole time. And they keep teasing it that Sammy's going to be the reason that they lose the tag team titles. And I straight up was like talking to myself in my basement alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Sammy, don't do it. Don't make them lose this match. Sammy, don't. Don't. let. I do not be the reason they lose. They're going to kill you. Like, I was into it. I can't lie. I was into it. Yeah, I'd, I would say – because even like the big rivalries, when you think like Rock and Austin, like that's one of the bigger rivalries, but that was never anything like this. I was just two dudes who like didn't like each other. And, you know, I'd say you can make an argument for sure. Like, I definitely think this is hotter, hotter than the Daniel Bryan stuff. Cause even yeah. with Daniel Bryan, I thought that was in a great storytelling, but we all knew where it was going. You right. know what I mean? Once, once they did the whole, fight Triple H and the invasion or what is it when uh everyone inv- the fans invaded the ring everyone yeah, chanting, yeah. yes yes and then uh yeah so I I think even though we know this one's predictable too though like we know where this is ultimately ending but it's like they're doing a good job at how you get there because I'll say just like a bunch of other people 
the bloodline was kind of getting stale before this Sammy thing. You know, because eventually it's right. Someone steps up to Roman, Roman wins. Someone steps up to Roman, Roman wins. Usos get involved somehow, Roman right. wins. Then Solo comes in at Clash at the Castle. Same shit, right? Because then once Sammy got in, it got hot, man. And uh he said it on an interview that he did with uh, Ariel Hawani. However, is that how you say his name? That, yeah. you know, he was doing backstage stuff with Paul uh, on TV but him and Roman never went face to face until the creative changes happened. Right. You know, so it's like one where we could it have gone. But yeah, I definitely think to me, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe after when I actually think about it, all time ahead, you could argue is probably one of the biggest ones. Yeah. You know, you that, see that little clip every- of, uh, you see that little clip of Roman at the end of the rumble when he's there with, uh, with, uh, solo. Mm, and he's this like, is war. This is, it. this is his solo. We're at war, and the way he, the way Solo turns around and just kind of like looks, looks off, like, okay, all right, now this shit's getting serious. Like every time, like they always manage to come up with a new wrinkle, man. It's awesome. And what I loved too was that there was nothing on Monday, bro. Not a fucking thing on Monday about the goddamn. Nobody showed up. Nobody was there. Nobody came out to talk shit. It was like nothing, which is beautiful. They're making you wait till Friday to watch. They had Cody. They had plenty there for the life crowd. They had Cody. They had Seth. They had Bobby. They had, you know, they had plenty of show for them and just no bloodline whatsoever, which I thought was great. Yeah. And they, all they did was show a brief, like, you know, the clips from, you know, the turn and all that. But yeah, like, and like I said, Solo, I think, and I'm a mark for Solo. I've been saying he's one of my favorites lately, but. He's doing as little as he does. He's doing phenomenal. Like I thought the match him and Kevin had was really good on SmackDown. Just with the trial when he was going to hit, uh, Sammy with the yeah. Samoan spike. And then like how we just got involved on Saturday. I don't know. I think he's doing like perfect. And then yeah, just Jay walking out was the craziest part. I thought the whole thing was definitely was Jay walking out because oh, yeah. it's like. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I don't even know where, if I was to put on my booking hat thinking like them, I don't even know what they do Friday. They're going to do something. Maybe not Roman. Roman might not be on TV. But, like, do you put, because, yeah, neither one got stretched out, but do you put Sammy on TV that soon? I would say I don't know, but it's, it's at this point, I'm just kind of like, fuck it. I'm, at this point, I'm along for the ride. Like, I'm no longer mentally booking the show. As you know, we love we love doing that on this fucking show. We'll watch shit and book it in our own head how it's gonna go. And usually, you know, some shit will happen, some shit won't. But for this, I'm just like, I'm a fan again. Like I'm just watching because I want to see what happens. That's it. Yeah, I I don't know. What do you think they do next, Doug? And he hits you with this loot too. He'll text you. So, so hear me out. And he has all these crazy booking ideas for years, man. I'll be getting these. I've been getting these at work. I was, I would be getting them. I mean, you, you heard my, I, I've never been as good as a fantasy booker as you and I, uh, there's so much wrestling content now that sometimes it's hard for me to keep up. Um, my idea was, uh, it was a little, a little bit dumb, a little bit hokey. Well, my plan was that, uh, you just throw them all in the elimination chamber and let them find out. <laughs> I don't know. Was, I know, but you know yeah. what? Whoa, I saw you, it's funny. It's funny though. You said that to me and I saw a few different people on Twitter saying like, 
I'm not opposed to the bloodline all being in the chamber. That's a wild fucking match, bro. Throw them all in the chamber. You got five of them. You got five of them, and then you throw KO in there. (laughs) Just let them fucking fight. Oh, my God. Figure it out. Wow. Fight for the title because that kind of does everything. But I get why you do just one-on-one with Sammy because the hometown, he's so hot. But I I don't think it's a bad idea. I it's not. I don't Ooh. think it'll happen, but it's not a dumb idea. It, it kind of hot shots it. Like the, breaking it up smaller is the smarter thing to do. Mine is just, you know, uh, it would be dope with like action figures in my room. That would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> put put it on put it on WWE 2K or whatever. And let it I'm let it just to. ride. Oh yeah, do the fucking yeah. That be yeah, because then you, I you could kind of even think the match. You have Solo be Roman's dude. Someone takes out Solo. Jay and Roman get that another face down in there. You know, that'd be a good way to in a fucked up that'd way to dope. get the title. Off Roman. Match, I'm all bro. I'm all I'm all about I'm all about Cody and Roman. But like, imagine. You can't think of a stronger way to take the title off Roman in a chamber where everyone just starts beating the piss out of him. Right. I got nothing against yeah, Cody, I don't know. but it's just it's poor timing to me. To me, I feel like it's like if I Sammy wish Cody wasn't coming back he... yet. It was nuts because I think we said on here like injuries suck, but he got injured at the perfect time because he was still white hot. Gets hurt, does that great Hell in a Cell match. Then you think, oh my god, crowd's gonna instantly embrace him, which they did. No one's like opposed to Cody, but Sammy's just so hot right now that like yeah. he don't gotta night. hold it for long. But can you imagine, like Sammy is the one who dethrones him? That would be that would be insane. I think that's yeah. a that's like a a pop. Like it would be incomprehensible the the pop. Of him being a Hollywood kick on Roman and, and getting a one, two, three for the fucking titles. That would and this, be. And this is when you talk to Storytown. I think that gets a bigger pop than when Daniel Bryan won the title. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, Kofi um, Kingston won in the title. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fucking insane pop. It's just, it's like, it's screaming. something that you, the crowd would pop for because they, and they didn't even know originally that they wanted it and it was built up for them. Like the Daniel Bryan thing, the the crowd wanted that shit. They wanted it, and they pushed and pushed and pushed them. They pushed them into the main event. Same with Kofi. That whole Kofi Mania thing, they just, the crowd got behind Kofi, and it was just Kofi, 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 until Vince was like, all right, fuck it. Let's just fucking do it and, and get it done. Like, he had no choice. But this is like, you know, people loved Sammy, but now it's to the point where they're like, okay, now we want to see this happen. And it's been built up in them. So the pop for that would be just astronomical to go back to Kofi because I remember he took Ali's spot in the chamber was it it was always speculated but was it ever like set in stone like that year in Mania it was going to be Ali and DV for the title I don't don't think think so so I wonder who would have fought Daniel Bryan Kevin Owens maybe because Kevin Owens kind of came back you know how things were booked back then things were booked within minutes of fucking show starting so so funny story so the day the day of Mania, so uh, Dan here came with me and Rob. We all we all went to Mania together, and we were talking. And when Seth came out in the beginning, we were like, "No, Kofi's not winning. <laughs> like oh, Kofi's not winning." Because was it your? I think it was your idea that said right when Brock lost, Brock was gonna come out. 
Kofi was going to win and then Brock was going to come out and squash Kofi, which he did six months eventually. later. But yeah, yeah eventually. Him. But right. Was that you or was it Rob who said that? I think it was you. I think, I think we were just, we were just coming up with creative ways that the Kofi mania dream could die. Basically. Well, going into it, we were like, there's no way Becky, Seth, and Kofi all win. Like, there's no way they all win, like, which they did. That, that, that mania was actually open. was a, that mania in general was a, we're pleasing the fans with this mania. Like, all the ones you wanted to win won that match, I think. Like, in the bigger matches, for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know, cause they, they kinda, in a way, I don't know. I thought they did Cody, like, dirty though. Like, it was kind of dumb. Like, yeah, we were, a lot of us were kind of mad. No surprises, which was true. And I think it's because we heard all these speculated rumors. Uh, cause Pat McAfee said that he was going to be in the Rumble, but wasn't ready. So that's why he wasn't going to be in it. Yeah. But I think it's better he commentated in the end. Yeah. I'd rather have him comment that show. I've been doing this all day today. I've been doing this. I've been doing this all day. Uh. <laughs> the shaky hands suck it. I've done, I did this shit like 18 times at work today, bro. To the point where I had one of my coworkers laughing cause she was like, Oh, what? you was watching. Cause she, she, she like kind of watches wrestling, but not really. She was like, Oh, you were watching WrestleMania, huh? And I was like, Yeah, the, the Royal Rumble was on. Yeah, that's good. That, that's, she immediately knew what I was doing. What about when he said during the, the pit black match when he's like, Oh, you all these UV lights. Good thing I washed my jeans. Yeah. <laughs> He just, yeah, he's no I think I'm they literally, they just, let, they just let that dude say what he wants. Yeah, for sure. Like how he kept making a joke about the banger bros, like over yeah. and over. Oh, but, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. Like Cody coming out at 30, I thought was dumb. Though. Yeah. Look, this is here. This is my thing with Cody. So why the fuck did you have him come out at 30? Like you, you. Like, if, if anything, you could have had Cody come out like we said. I said he was going to come out like 21, somewhere around there. Yeah, I said like 13. Out, <laughs> you already announced, because whatever, Nick fucking Khan was like, oh, we, we announced Cody because we want to drive revenue and we got some other surprises. Okay, motherfucker, well, what, what were the other surprises that you were saving that you possibly T, bro. needed? Like, <laughs> yeah, Booker T hobbled his way to the ring for a whole five minutes. Um. Nah, bro. Crazy. His body, no homo. His body looked good, but he could not walk. Whoa. Whoa. Pause. Whoa. Hey, he's uh, in good shape. He's in good shape, but he was wobbling whoa. to the right. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because he Pause. has the reality of wrestling thing where he wrestles on there. I, I think he just might have tweaked his ankle or something because he looked a little, like, he looked a little hobbled. Um, But yeah, again, Cody, there was no need for him to come out at fucking 30. It, like, you you didn't need to have him do that. Like, if what I would have done is I would have had Brock come out at 30 again. Like, I would have had Bobby be one of the final four, and I would have had Brock come in at 30, and then the fucking building would have lost their mind. Like, the building would have lost their fucking mind when Brock Lesnar comes out at 30, because they're going to be like, half of them are going to be saying, fuck, why are you doing this? And the other half would have been going, oh, Brock, yeah. oh, my God. Have him come out, and then That's they great. can do the double yeah. elimination with him and Bobby, and you get them both the fuck out. And then you're left with whoever you're left there, whether it be Cody. Let's say it was Cody, Gunther, Bobby, and Brock. That would you know, sick you do the double four. elimination, and then you have Cody and Gunther, and then you have them do their thing, and then you you book it the way you want. But it's like, dog, you you. I just I didn't like the the fact that they announced him coming in, and then you put him at thirty. Like, 
it just was like it was a waste. Yeah. What do you think, Doug? I think winning from that position <laughs> makes you look kind of like it just makes you look weak. You know, it's the easiest position to come in at. I mean, in, in our little predict, our uh, our little picker that we were doing amongst each other, like, uh I think I said he was going to come out first. I thought they would just give him that classic run. To me, while it's cliche, that would have entertained me more that he fought back from mm-hmm. his injury, the torn right. pec, and now he's gone from number one to winning. To me, it's like he doesn't seem like an underdog anymore. You just come – it seems like you get handed 30. You just mm-hmm. walk in and you win easily. It's not that exciting to me. I yeah. uh, The surprises didn't bother me, the lack of surprises. I like that they told stories – that they, I like when the Rumble builds yes, storylines within it. I like that. Like, ooh, this is going to happen. Ooh, this. And, and and I'm a Brock Mark, so I like when he just destroys things. I'm simple-minded. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, I agree with you in the storytelling because, as we kind of said earlier, you kind of got Seth and Logan there, which Logan and Ricochet, that was an insane spot. But then you got awesome. uh, Brock and Bobby. You got Brock and Gunther because the internet speculated that that mm-hmm. people were saying that stare down gonna that stare down gonna pop and Gunther looking at because you know how it is like you want to see Brock fight these people and some don't look like they like he fits there with him like yeah. he's a believable guy against him you know especially when he's been feuding with Bobby who's just as big as Brock if not bigger like you know what I mean physically they had that they had even on the women's side they did the same thing but. Yeah, and I think they've been relying on 30 way too much. Back to the past two years, 30's won. Then Triple H, if you remember in 2016 when he won the title, and that yeah. one, he came out as number three. He came 30. out a surprise, right? And yeah, Roman surprise out, number three, which was cool, which was cool then, but it's well, like. People popped like crazy because everybody hated fucking Roman but, <laughs> at but that time. But then even, to even contradict it, number one's been used. Edge just won in 2021 for yeah. number one. Rhea just won for number one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which cool. I think Rhea deserved it. And Lou yeah, and I were like, fuck, up. she's not winning. I was so mad when she came out number one. But before we get to the women's rumble, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was just, one thing yeah. that I one thing that I loved about this rumble, Dan brought it up, the storytelling in the in, in the match. My one of the things that I hate the most in Royal Rumbles is when a fucking tag team is in the rumble and one betrays the other. To throw oh, them out. Every, it's yeah. like, you fucking moron. Why don't the two of you team up on everybody else, throw them all the fuck out, and then you two go at it. And whoever wins is whoever wins. Like, why would you throw out the guy who's like your partner? So when you had Seamus and Drew in there for basically almost the entirety of the fucking match, working on that same thing, saving each other, making sure each other's not getting thrown out working on people together. I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome, bro. Finally, finally, there's somebody who gets it and understands. Like, no, stupid. Let's get everybody else out, and then we'll figure this out as men, you know, at the end. So um, that I loved. And can we just finally retire this whole fucking Kofi Kingston has to do some kind of crazy, wacky thing you've botched it two years in a row bro it's over you're it's over bro that's it you had it's a done. great run he had a great run you had a great run you've got great highlights going for you we can all go back and watch them but dude enough it's it's done bro no more it's over yeah i think you could what? tell too in my opinion that this is there's a clear difference now granted that there's only been one it's so like there's gonna be a lot more right hopefully 
as wrestling fans. You could tell there's a difference between a Triple H Rumble and a Vince one. Just by going off 2022 and 2023. You know, that's why I said this is only the first one. You know what I mean? In three years from now, he could book a terrible Rumble. Right. But, like, for now, you could tell because of the storytelling, just the wrestling. Like, shit, Cody and Gunther went, what, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes almost? Like, they had a match in a match. Yep. Sure no, and the, yeah, and then like the, the storytelling was definitely my favorite part in both in both Rumble matches. Like they did, they're doing great with Brock and Bobby, in my opinion, for two big dudes like who can only do so much. You know what I mean? Like I think they're doing good with that storyline there. And then um, yeah, because there was a there was another part in the match that was pretty decent storytelling wise. I kind of liked the Dominic Ray thing. I wish someone would have jumped in at seventeen. You know, now I'm not one of them saying Cody won a 29 man rumble. I'm not one of them, but see, that's like, what I thought. I thought at the end, since Cody was coming out at 30, I thought like Adam <laughs> Pierce was going to come out or something and go, because Rey Mysterio was not able to come in where you have a, uh, we have one more entrant and bring out fucking, I don't know. The ultimate, well, not the ultimate where he's kind of like not alive, but bring <laughs> somebody out, some surprise out that, you know what I'm saying? Like, or imagine if it would have been like he did that and then he just steps back and you hear the fucking glass break and it's like stone cold or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's what I didn't like about the 30 thing because you had speculation of rock and stone cold potentially, right, in this rumble. And you knew if either were coming, it was at 30, <laughs> bring, right? Bring the ultimate so, warrior back from his grave. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Zombie. Ultimate warrior pop. <laughs> ultimate warrior zombie. <laughs> but uh, but it's I, like – if you bring Cody out earlier, even if you bring him out at 25, there's that speculation of, oh shit, are we getting Stone Cold? Are we getting this? Yeah. Who's 29 was a rock. big number. And, and I've, I've been advocating. I'm a fan of Logan Paul's wrestling, wrestling. You know, he's, I like his stuff in the ring, but it's like you, that was 29, you know, and it's no discredit to him. I get yeah. it. They wanted to surprise and, he did good in the match, you know, but uh, yeah, that's something they got to work on for sure. Going and then, I don't know. I I didn't think it was a bad rumble, men's rumble. I thought the no, women's was really. I thought the women's was really good. Like we said, when Rhea came out, I won. Like thirty and one, both won in the same night. Like I wonder if that's ever happened. Well, no, it hasn't because I don't think someone's won from the women's spot from thirty yet. Right? Was Ronda 30? This There's is no the way third, both 30. The third Rumble? The third Women's Rumble, I think? Oh, it's like the fifth. They started in 2018. No shit. Damn. Wow. Yeah, because remember Asuka won that. That was a good one. Oh, right. Asuka and Nakamura won that year. Like, double Japanese. That was interesting. That was my favorite Rumble as of late. Yeah, and then neither one at Mania, but we don't have to go down that route. <laughs> no. At least Oscar should have won. At least Oscar should have won. Justice for Nakamura. Uh, yeah, well, I'm hopeful huh? they're going to do something with Shinsuke now because you got Rick Boogs on Monday Night Raw, so it seems like they've split him away from Nakamura. So maybe we'll get a, you know, we'll get Nakamura back on on SmackDown soon, kind of repackaged a little bit. He wasn't in the Rumble, was he? No. There was a lot of people not and in he's the rumble. Not in, no and signs he wasn't of hit row either. in the rumble. No Dolph Ziggler in the rumble. Oh, that's no Rick Boogs. Why not bring him back on Raw? Why not bring him back at the rumble? Um, 
No Cedric. I know. No Shelton. Not, Nakamura is no, not hurt. Yeah, he's fine. He's, Nakamura he's there. just had that match. Yeah, he was just in Japan. He just had that so match, though. Yeah, it's kind of weird they didn't put him in there, honestly. Because there was, Maybe I'm trying to think who there. you could have. I don't think he's been on TV in a minute, so maybe. Not, he, hasn't, he was there for He a, hasn't been on TV in a while, and then all of a sudden they announced that he's having this match, and it was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. But he's maybe he's just taking some time off. I'm not sure. And it's because you want to think maybe he'll be involved in some ladder match at Mania, like with one of the mid-card titles. But I think if you don't do Gunther and Lesnar, I'm, I've seen it online. I'm kind of cool with Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. And like a triple threat. I think, I think that'd be a pretty good match. So it's kind of like, where would you put him? I want him. That's very one thing, man. I want to see Gunther and do you bring him back to Rock? I want to see Gunther and Brock, but man, it's just, I, he's not going to, do you really think he's going to beat Brock? Like, do you really think he's going to beat Brock? They're going to book him to beat Brock Lesnar. Like, you would think that Brock would do that business because it's, it's about time you start putting people over, bro. It's, don't you think? Don't the only person he's put over is Bobby. Over. The only people he puts over are like gigantic people who don't fucking need it, like Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley doesn't need to be put over by Brock Lesnar. He's already fucking Bobby Lashley. Like, Same, even when even when Seth right? beat him, Seth was kind of still the guy. He like he his way of putting people over is like, yeah, I'll give you some offense. You kick my ass for like a minute or two, and then I beat the shit out of you for five minutes and f five you. Like that's how I'm putting you over. It's it's weird, but it you know it is what it is. So, him taking the three count from Gunther that would oh my god, that would put Gunther in fucking superstardom. I just don't see it happening because they last night on Raw in that VIP lounge they referenced Brock Lesnar way too much when Bobby was in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what were you guys' overall thoughts on the women's rumble before we move on to our subtopic of the show? What you what you think, Doug? I think uh, I think if you didn't know it by now, uh, I think we all found out that Ray Ripley is a legit star. That's what I saw. I I was like, dang! I I never been against her. You know, I've always liked her, and I like the uh, the storyline they got going on. She could be my mommy. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> I saw her live recently. They were in Hershey. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> She's something. Something. But she uh, is certainly a sight to behold. That is for sure. Something like I have that, but, I have uh, sung the praises of Rhea Ripley on this show many, many times. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I only listen I, I listened to like the last two to try and get acquainted with no, the show. Cool. But uh but uh yeah, I I thought she was awesome. I thought Oscar was awesome. The girls did their thing. I mean, I don't much care for Michelle McCool or have any nostalgia for her, but I mean, that was cool coming from the crowd, I guess. Yeah, um, and I was really pissed. Not really pissed, but I was kind of bummed with the whole Chelsea Green debut. But then seeing how they followed it up on Monday, it makes sense. Right. It's just it would have made more sense if she debuted before the Rumble. And then that would have made a lot more sense. But then it's like, damn, we haven't seen you on WWE TV in a minute and you last four seconds. <laughs> and yeah, that's then... a weird way to debut someone who you want to put something behind her. It kind of like shows you 
where she is like on the woman's roster wise as far as importance goes at least that's how i took it because she's basically gonna be like kind of like she ain't gonna be the hot mess from impact they they're there's she's not that character she's gonna be this kind of like karen-ish character and it's it's a little unfortunate because she's talented um and she could be more and they could really use like another powerful new woman on this roster because they just they're not doing anything with uh Shayna Baszler for whatever god awful reason they just refuse to give her a title run uh you still got Naomi out there who's doing god knows what she's like modeling now and shit so whether she's even coming back I don't even know but you know you brought back Carmella Carmella's not you know she's not a a, a barn yeah. burner or anything of that sort so you know, it'd be cool to have a new woman there who's actually a threat instead of bringing these women back and kind of putting them like in their place. The same thing with Emma. You bring Emma back and she's like, she loses her first fucking match. It's like, dude, <laughs> what, how, what sense does this make to bring people back as new and then you beat them? Like, it just, look at Candace. Fucking Candace is like, Candace is like what, uh, like nine. She's got like nine losses or some shit since she's been back. Yeah, it's like who, who, she won last second? night, I think, right? Yeah, she won a match last Did night. She... It's like, oh my god, she actually won yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Oh wait, I think what it was is they brought too many women back too quick, and I see why you bring some back quick, like a Kansas Lorray, because you knew AEW had interest in her, but like. And it's no disregard to the other women, but you didn't have to bring back Emma as quick as you did. Tegan Knox as quick as you did. You know, even Chelsea Green as quick as you did. I'm just hoping, because they do have so much talent. Especially now you got Asuka. Asuka's always been on top, but now she comes back and she seems like she's over more now because of this whole kind of character change. I'm hoping when they do this whole draft bullshit split, maybe some things happen then. Um, but I definitely agree. They brought too many back and not used them appropriately yet. But I don't know. Like, I don't know why he brought so many back. Like, this, I guess this is me not taking a shot because that's not my person personality. But, like, do you see Tegan Knox being, like, that champ or even Kansas LeRae? No, and 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 then and again, you have all these women, and you have no th- women tag teams to to fucking challenge your tag team champions. Like, there's no women tag teams, and you have all these women running around. Just you got women like Aaliyah who haven't been on TV in like two months, three months. You know, she's not the greatest, but she's something. You know, you have to team up with. Yeah, she's you know she's not the greatest or whatever, but she's got a little personality and stuff, mm-hmm. and she's she's there. You know what I mean? But you have all these women there and you're no tag teams. There's how many t- women tag teams are there? There's like one, the champions. One. That's it. Oh, I was about to say, I couldn't name any. I was like, is that a trick question? Cause I don't yeah. know any. And you know what it is? They're going to do, and I get it, Joe. That's like the new thing with wrestling, like pay-per-views is everyone's going to be on the show. You know what I mean? So you already know at Mania, there's probably like a four-way women's tag match for the titles with a bunch of makeshift teams. Like probably Kansas and uh, Mia because they're there. The mm-hmm. champs. You're probably – because they're probably going to throw Liv in there somewhere with Tegan maybe because I think they've been kind of seeing eye to eye. So, yeah, I don't know. They brought – too too many back too fucking, quick in my fucking opinion. Michael Cole, the woman with the shiniest wizard. 
the fuck is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> okay, I do you? love how he buries the fuck out of Top Dollar, though. Dude, what's up with that? He must be real good friends with that dude. Like, they must be really good friends, bro. For him Top- to be constantly taking shots like that, bro, and not get his ass kicked. Because, come on, bro. Didn't he call him Flop Dollar? Flop Dollar. That's what he's If Michael him. Cole's roasting you, you need to rethink your life. And it's not because they're someone. I think they're going to be the first ones of the new peep, the returns to be go. Because they couldn't get over as baby faces. Now let's see if they get over. And that's another one. Like, why bring them back? Like, maybe because you felt, like, I read that the OC who hasn't been used, they signed for five years. They weren't in the Rumble. Yeah. And it's because they signed for five years. And I get money talks. And I guess the reason being that they said was because. Triple H felt they were done dirty with their extension and then getting released right after because I guess he was a big part of them extending back then. Yeah. So maybe he's like, hey, here's guaranteed. But even, even that's not guaranteed. You can get released. But Well, they got they're... fucked because AJ got hurt. When AJ got hurt, that was over for them. They're, they have no – they're nothing without AJ. So I think they're nothing know. without AJ in general. I'm not huge fans of them. I, I, well, I AJ's like them. hurt right now. Yeah. Didn't yeah. he get hurt at the show you were at? Yeah, but I, I was, I was running late. We went to go get something to eat and the wait was atrocious. So when I walked in, it was, it was the end of the match and I, I uh, was like getting in my seat and I, I couldn't tell if they were helping AJ bet, like if it was a spot or not. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was a work or not. And then you told me later that he was legitimately hurt. But what I saw is they were just, it was like towards the end of the match and they were just carrying him out. Shit. That, that sucks because I I hope he's good for Mania because he usually performs at Mania like he has a good match. But where would you put him? On one of those throwaway, you know what I mean? One I personally like, think the United card. So I think this is just me. I think the United States title is going to be in a ladder match because I think Theory is going to lose it at Chamber because you can kind of protect him. You know what I mean? Like losing in the chamber is like the safest way, I think, because he's gonna. I think him and Cena are gonna happen. You yeah. said ruthless aggression last night into some yeah. regards like that. Um, and I think my sleeper, of who I think might win it, is fucking Bronson Reed. I think he might win it in the chamber. That'd be dope. I'd I'd be cool with that. Because <clears throat> you don't want to keep ping ponging. You don't want to keep ping ponging between Seth and Bobby and fucking this guy. Like it's like, come on, dude. You put that shit on someone else and get them away from that and go forward with like your new talent, dude. I think Bronson would be a real good uh, U.S. champion. I'm just happy he's not with Miz anymore. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Thank God that he cut that promo like that second week or whatever. Where he's like, "Yo, you paid me. I did a job. That's it. Like, get the fuck away from me." <laughs> like, thank God he did that, bro. Because he looked good last night against Dolph. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what that Dolph does. Uh, that's your What's boy, funny? Doug. Dolph Ziggler. Man, man, once upon a time, man, Dolph Ziggler with the Money in the Bank briefcase, AJ and Big E. Yeah, I was Big Mark. Oh, yeah. It was a good time. That was a good time. Lost my mind when he cashed in. Lost it. Against Del Rio. Pricked on Del Rio. How does that, that dude still that... get a job? I wasn't – I was uh, deployed, but I want to know still because I watched that Mania back randomly recently. How the fuck did that world title match end up being Del Rio and Jack Swagger of everyone they had? How did that happen? Was Jack Swagger like hella over or something? 
that's the thing with that money in the bank briefcase, bro, that when they decide to put it on somebody, it's like, well, now you've fucking done booked yourself in a corner because either you're going to have this guy be your champion or you're going to have him be one of those dudes who loses. And then if you have too many people lose the money in the bank briefcase, then it takes away from the value of even that fucking match. So it's like you got to have guys win who are this is like you trying to force a star. You know what I mean? And they they tried with him. They they That's tried with him, man. It just didn't. That shit just did not work, man. He and I didn't hate him at the time either. Like I I I didn't I didn't exactly what well, didn't exactly like Jack Swagger, but I didn't hate him either. You know what I mean? He was just kind of like there for me. So when he won, I was he, like, all right, he, you know, we'll give him a chance and whatever. You know, we'll see how this shit works. I think that was before the We the People thing. Before that, he was oh, just yeah, like, I'm talking pay per view. So waste of my money. I bought that pay per view for like oh, Jesus. when you had to pay like 60, 70 yeah. bucks. I bought that. Back in the day when you young whippersnappers don't know about that, before we had streaming services, we actually had to buy pay per views. Yeah, I bought that one. I'm, I'm upset. I'm mad you brought that mania up. That's rough. Because <laughs> other than Funk, yeah, cause... I don't know what was watchable on that. I can't think of something. No, that that media sucked watching it back. Yeah, because then that next year is when they had the network. Because remember how bad the network was when it first came out? It crashed the all the time. Yeah, that shit used to just fucking instantly load up and close. Like it would, the W would load up, and then fucking you see the menu, and that shit would just instantly close on me. I'll never forget Yo, where love- we were when that came out. We were at work, and we were in a truck. We were on that shit, loading stuff up. Trying to watch it. Well, because I think I asked you. This was like maybe a month before. I was like, yo, why don't they do their own thing? And I think you said that they kind of had something in the works. And I just didn't know. But uh I wish they still used the network. Like, I get it. You make a shit ton of money off Peacock. Like, I'd probably do that too. Because when I go to yeah. Australia, I have to download. I have to use the network again while I'm out there. Um, oh, they, they know, have it just, out there. They don't have Peacock. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to get the WWE Network. I'm gonna watch Mania on the WWE Network. But yeah, um, right when they right when they killed the network, it was like it was like perfect, bro. They had so much content on there. They were doing that series where the I forgot what that shit's called, but it was like that. Uh, like that fake wrestling promotion that they, the eighties yeah. promotion that they did, where yeah. all the wrestlers. Oh, were like, was it Deep South? Not Deep South. Well, something, something like that. Yeah, they were doing all kind of uh, shit. Even that animated fuck. show. Because weren't the o- even that camp WWE that OC show was really fucking hilarious. Funny? I heard the OC was really funny in that Deep South or whatever the fuck that eighties shit was called. I heard they were pretty funny in that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really good. And even the functionality of it was fantastic. They just, I get it. You know, fucking company gives you a billion fucking dollars. You kind of hard to say no to that. So, you know, and again, it doesn't work horrible on uh peacock, but the fact that you can't like rewind and shit like that after a pay-per-view is over is shitty. Like the network used to have the chapters. Oh, as soon as it was over, they had chapters for you and you could just click it over and bam, I want to watch an hour and 34 minutes into the show, I want to watch this match. Thank you very much. And you just go to it. He was, he was, he was bitching to me the other night about it with the Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Cause well, you have to I, wait I like four hours. Rumble. 
I was what I couldn't watch it live. I, uh, I was helping my cousin move in DC. Uh, so that's two hours away from where I'm at. And then I had to come back and I didn't get home till like 1130 at night. So I put it on and I was like, this is still on. Like it, that's right when yeah. the, the main event stuff was happening. And I was like, okay, well, I'll watch this. And then I watched it. And in my brain, as soon as that's over, I should be able to exit out of it or they and start it over or rewind yeah. and start it over. Or I should be able to like maybe right after this, like when they roll the credits, they'll play it again. But they didn't. And I was like, shit, I can't watch this. So I couldn't even watch it that night. So I had to wait till the next day to, to pick up. And I, I don't like that. Like, why could I not like going the, the network? You could say start from the beginning, even when it was live. Yeah. And you so got spoiled and you got feature. spoiled because of that. Right. With the women's rumble. Yeah. So I thought it was starting it over because I started to get a shower and I got like a little shelf that I'm going to sound ridiculous, but I had like an iPad up on the shelf when I was taking a shower with it on. And I, you know, I saw all the final, you know, all the main event stuff. And then they started talking about we're in Texas for the, you know, they started talking about, and it seemed like the intro to the show. And then they started showing highlights of the show. I was like, shit, I had to turn it off. Cause I saw a Rhea Ripley one. I was like, damn. So I couldn't yeah. be surprised at that. But I know that I had to like, ruin it too. Cause when she comes out at number one. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't want to wait. You know, like I didn't want to get on the internet because I knew I would see more stuff. So as soon as I woke up, I just put it on in the morning. What, but, good uh, show. Yeah, overall, I thought the show delivered. Um, the pitch black stuff, we don't really, unless you guys want to dive in, I don't think we really need to. It was nuts yeah. because me personally, the match sucked. But the production wasn't bad. Like it was kind of cool. Which I was more worried about the production than the match going into it. I was like, oh God, this is going to. This is gonna, and then Uncle Howdy missing by Country Mile. Yay. This is my, <laughs> this is my problem with this match and also the Bianca and Alexa match, which I've been saying for fucking yeah. weeks. Alexa, stop. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> this yeah. is the problem that I have with this. I am fucking sick of Uncle fucking Howdy. I don't care anymore because you're not giving me anything to care about. I don't give a shit that Bray Wyatt comes out and starts talking, and then at the end of his speech, you look up at the ramp and you see some jackass going. <laughs> and then swinging, he swings his hand. I don't care, bro. I don't give a shit about that. So when you have this match happen, and it ended quick. So we, me and Nick were both like, oh, shit, that's it? That's the finish? Like, when we were texting, I was like, damn, that was quick. And I thought they were trying to make up time, but then they continued the angle to the ramp and they did that whole thing when fucking Bray Wyatt turned into, he turned into Jason and shit. This guy's hit him in the face with a kendo stick and he's like doing nothing. Uh, he turned into fucking Jason. Voorhees. No, he ate those shots. Yeah. But again, he was getting hit with like a fucking foam rubber noodle. Like it looked like a pool noodle because this shit kept bending. Like yeah. that, that bent way more than a regular kendo stick. But like, I, I just, I know, again, I keep saying the same shit every week. I know people will say, oh, you got to wait and let it play out and blah, blah, blah. Bro, I, I need to see something with this Uncle Howdy shit. Like, I need to see something. He needs to come out, say something, do something instead of this vague bullshit. The same thing in the Bianca and Alexa match. The same thing. She loses. 
this fucker's on the screen with a, a thing on the screen for her, and then she just does her goofy reaction shit, and they cut the match. It's like, why? Why? Yeah. What is this? Like, I, I now, can't, bro. I can't do it anymore. I have to ask you, Lou, did you ever end up listening to that Bray Wyatt podcast or no? I did not. I didn't get a chance uh, so to listen to it. So I have to answer this for you. I wanted to give you some time. So you said, I think it was last week, you missed like the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt. Right. Like, and he said on that, that he cannot do that with Brody not there. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. That, that, that's like, that's like dead. And he said the Fiend was dead too. He said Alexa okay. killed the Fiend. Fiend. The Fiend, you know, he said to quote, the Fiend died no, that night. You want be technical about it. Randy Orton killed the Fiend when he fucking lit him on fire. <laughs> yeah, remember that? He was just he like, came back as a there. flaming corpse. Like, I yeah. just bought the figure the other day. <sighs> yeah, you did. You did buy that figure. Yeah, Lou, do you have any figures? Do you collect figures? Or do you, I know you got the belts lately. You know, but... I have a lot of figures, but not wrestling figures. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing how many things I own that I shouldn't own. Uh, the only, actually, I do have a wrestling figure. He's right here. I got one. One. I'm gonna go Eddie Guerrero because that's your boy. This guy right here. Oh, ah, okay. the demon. He came with a uh, 2K9, uh, 16, I think it was. Yeah, the pre-order. Oh, okay, okay. He's very like dusty it. though because he's been sitting up there by the fucking I mean, AC vent. I've been trying really to figure out who you got on the shelves. Huh? I've been trying to figure out who you got on the shelves behind you. Oh, that's uh, Marcus from Gears of War. His son. And uh, Cole from Infamous and uh, the character from Titanfall. Oh, this is all pre-order bonuses here. This is all like Ultimate Edition game stuff. Yeah, this is all this is all McFarlane figures and all this geeky shit that I have that I really shouldn't have. <laughs> nah, I got so nah, much bro, shit in I, here. I I collect action figures myself, so no shame Thanks. in my game. Oh no, yeah, it is what it I, is. I collect nothing. <laughs> <laughs> in general. Nick has no attachments. He collects broken dreams. <laughs> and aches and pains. Yeah, yeah, right? And then, uh, now I got a couple of pops. I have like The Rock, I have The Hardys, I got, uh, Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt. Um, that's really it. I don't know, but you guys have any, uh, final? I, had I did have The Fiend. What are you saying? I actually, I did have, but I sold them. I had, um, the Rock Funko Pop, I had the the Becky Lynch, the man, and I had the Fiend. Those are the only three wrestling ones that I had. Oh, and I had Eddie Guerrero also. But I sold all as of now I've sold all those. Yeah. Uh you guys got any final thoughts on Rumble? Any closing thoughts before we uh move on to our topic yeah, of choice? Good show. Today? I enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed the show. The main event was uh it lived up to the hype. I enjoyed the match itself. The angle afterwards was great. Um that uh, that Bianca and Alexa match was not good, and that fucking Mountain Dew lights out pitch black fucking uh, black light match, Fuckery. whatever the fuck it was, was it was something that's for sure. It was definitely something. I don't know if it was a good something, but it was something. Uh, what about you, Doug? What are your final thoughts on it overall? I want to real quick because I forgot to say something. Liv had a good showing, so I want to get that in there. Oh, yeah. I want to give Liv her flowers. Yeah. I think she had a good showing. You went the whole thing? She did good. But, yeah, what were your thoughts? 
the pitch black match, uh, I took a shit during that match. So there you go. There's my review on that. That should tell oh, you geez, all you I need don't want to know. know what you did. I don't know what you did during Bianca and Alexa then. But um, I thought it was a good show. But here's why I'm going to deviate to other companies. I want to say January went two for two with pay-per-views. But this did not come close to Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. That's how oh, I think no. I'm going to start marking out shows and matches of the year is going in order. So Kenny and Will still match of the year. And that's still my pay-per-view of the year. Now, granted, yeah, honestly, we are 31 days nothing, into the year. There was literally nothing on this show that I would put. And I want to make sure that I remember that. Because, you know, at the end of the year, we'll, we'll be like, hey, that the Roman and uh, KO <laughs> match was pretty good at Royal Rumble. Nah, not, not in contention for match of the year at all. Uh, Omega and Osprey right now have that shit on a fucking chokehold, bro. It's going to take it's going to take a Herculean effort from someone to wrestle best match away from them, bro. Yeah. Doug, I know, Doug, I know we talked about it, but I guess on air, what were your thoughts of the Osprey Omega? I mean, what could I say that everybody hasn't already said? I mean, it was, I don't even look, honestly, I'm not even really into either one of them that much, but duh. I mean, that was sick. How could I say I'm a fan of wrestling and that wasn't a good match. That would make no sense. I'd be wrong. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I still, as soon as you started talking about it, I was just thinking about that hole in the table from a yeah, Kenny. I don't know why. That was just iconic to me. It's in my brain. <laughs> Anytime somebody brings it up, I just see this weird little, cause they use those different tables and the weird little hole in the yeah. center. I don't know. That was a moment for me. Might seem stupid, but weird things like that stick with me. You know, it's nuts if that's really match of the year and that shit happened on the fourth day of the calendar year. I'm telling you, it's going to take, bro. We're gonna have to wait, and I hate to—I hate to even say this—but we're gonna have to wait until some of these AEW pay-per-views come out to to see what's happening. Uh, I know we still get a whole like five weeks till Revolution. Yeah, we got that San Jose show coming up in uh, for New Japan, so that's that's gonna be something. They got some good matches on there. We'll see what happens uh, there. So to kind of move on and segue here, though, with March, I know on this show we're gonna be doing a little uh, March Madness bracket. And after Lou and I talking and even with Dan, we've always talked about this for a while. We wanted to do a bracket show with, of course, everyone does theme songs. So today we're going to be diving into theme songs, just some of our personal favorites. And we already know that always leads down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. And Douglas and I here have been talking, I think, even before I've ever done a podcast. Like, oh, you know, we would always talk themes. Um. And I think that's a natural conversation. Like if you meet a brand new wrestling fan and there's ever that awkward silence for whatever reason, which I don't think really happens with wrestling fans, I feel themes is the easiest thing you can talk about because everyone loves themes. We know the iconic ones. We're probably going to dive into them. But we're just going to be going over some of our favorite themes um, before we uh, head out of here today. You know, So Douglas, I have to give you the honor. I know you have a list of 10. Oh, snap. I'm going and- first. Yeah, you said you got some weird ones. You got some yeah, different hippie, whatever. I, I want to hear what you got. I've been waiting a long time to actually hear this. So, Well, I don't want to disappoint you. I, I The first couple are kind of nerdy, but I got reasons for everything. A lot of it for me is it takes me to a certain time, a certain place. Something was going on. So, I mean, these are very – until like the top like four, 
these are very specific to me, and I don't think they'll be on your list. But it's just going to make me look hipstery. Uh, so number 10 is uh, Dance Away by the Dan Valentines. So that oh. was Red Dragons theme yeah, in Ring of Bobby Honor. Was coming out to that too. Say that again? Bobby was coming out to that solo yep. on uh, on AEW when he debuted. Yep. Yeah, and it was awesome. I couldn't believe they got that. I was like, oh, shit. They bought, I popped for that when he came out to that. Um, yeah, it's just, there was a time where I go through these weird phases where I'll just be all in on a promotion. And I was, at the time, I was all in on ROH. Uh, Red Dragon was awesome. They were having just bangers in Ring of Honor every week. They were going over to Japan and having bangers. And it just, when I, I like to think about that time, uh, it didn't really end up going the way I wanted it to in AEW, but I mean, that's, that's a great song. I like it. Don't even typically listen to music like that, but it just makes me think of them coming out and brings me joy. Uh, number nine, we were just, uh, talking about this and it's because when you hear that coin drop, well, we were just talking about Wrestle Kingdom, but when you hear that coin drop and Okada, you know, Okada is about to come out. You know, that shit's going to be crazy. I had to look up the name of the song. It's called Next Level. Uh, I I like a good instrumental. I like a good instrumental. That doesn't always have to have lyrics for me. It's just guitars going ham. And it's Okada. You know, it's going to be a good match. Number eight, it gets even more hipstery. Nakamura's New Japan theme, Subconscious. I like it better than his WWE themes. I wish they could have used it in WWE. Maybe they rebrand him and he comes back and they do use it. I don't know. We were talking about he hasn't been on TV in a long time. But like the Okada pick and the Nakamura, at the time, I was heavy into New Japan. That that was my thing. That's what I was tuning into. I wasn't watching WWE as carefully. I was all in on New Japan for a time. And... Nakamura was crazy, like his intercontinental run. I just, I loved it. I never watched Japanese wrestling before him, so he got me into it. Let so, me ask you something real quick before you continue. Is Nakamura's Japanese, because I'm not familiar with that theme. Is this similar to his WWE theme? Like, does it kind of like a knockoff-ish? Is it kind of similar because... No, it's all dude, guitar. Because it confused me when he debuted in NXT against Sammy. Like, everybody was humming his song. And I was like, where the fuck have they heard this song before? Because I, I don't, like, when he made that debut, everybody was doing the, oh, and I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck do they know this song? Because I've never heard it, and I watch NXT every fucking week. So I don't know how they were able to get the song. I don't know if they maybe released it online or something. I don't know how that happened. So I thought I maybe I it was. To that. I can't speak I to that moment, it was similar but they're not to similar at all. They're not okay. similar at all. I'm going to have to look it so up. I don't then. know how that happened. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a good, what, what is it? I think it's seven, uh, Wrestle Kingdom seven. It's seven or eight and it's Nakamura versus Tanahashi. Just, the, just watch his entrance. Nakamura's well, entrance. I'll, 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 I'll find that shit on YouTube quick. Yeah. And it, it, it's awesome. He comes out and he, he's got all these like women on stripper poles. It's rad. <laughs> shit. Uh, number seven. This is the last one. It, we're, we're going to get out of Japan here in a second. I swear, fellas. We're going to get out. But another from my new Japan era, Kaze ni Nare, Suzuki. Mm. It would be a goal. Obviously, I never have. I wasn't at those AEW shows, and I, I've not been to Japan. 
But come on, we all like crowd participation. You know, the themes where the crowd gets involved are fun. You know, John Cena sucks. You suck angle. It's fun. It's fun to do. It's really fun to do that. But when you chant Kaze ni Nare, right when he's this, it's a very old school Japanese woman sounding. It's a weird theme, especially for the guy. But that to me makes it cooler because it fits him, but it doesn't. Yeah, and then when the crowd. That theme for me, the the only reason I was familiar with that theme was when, uh, they had the, uh, uh, the what was it called the the gate because they cut his song off right before it would hit the yeah. chorus like whatever when he got in the ring and there was like this whole he was pissed off about that or whatever oh yeah Dude, the internet was pissed off I mean they had to run it back they had yeah. to have him come back you know yeah, like, on we'll dynamite next week and we'll, we'll play the song again yeah we'll do it you'll get the crowd pop I promise and then they did pop. Crowd participation, though, you're right. Because when I when I was just at AEW, I've been to two shows. Singing Judas is like the best part of the show, especially once they cut the music. Judas, yeah. Yeah. oh, it's so dope. And it's yeah. awesome because no one cares how awful of a singer you are. Nope, and you're all just reveling in it. Like it, yep. honestly, if you're singing bad, that's more entertaining. The yeah. funny thing about that is that. So I go to the movie theaters. I go to the movie, the local movie theater here to see the AEW pay-per-views because they offer that at the theater. Um, and it's always full of wrestling fans or whatever. The, it's always a sold out show. But what's funny is that every time they play the Judas song, like when Jericho comes out at the theater, it's like, uh, at the beginning, everybody starts nodding their head and then everybody starts like the people who want to sing it start singing at the beginning loudly and then they notice that no one else in the theater is singing so then it becomes <laughs> it's like so, i feel so bad for them because it's like nah fam we're not That's this is not the thing. environment for that bro you got to be at a live event to be singing along if it was at the live event i would sing along but i'm not doing it at the movie theater son i'm not doing it people I'm walk by the theater the and ask theater. People walk by the theater and I'm like, what the fuck's going on yes. in there? What's going on in fucking theater? I think it's those, I think it's a bunch of boys in there watching that wrestling. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number uh, six. That rubbish. That rubbish. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, number six. This is just, this is from, this is me and Nick's kid era right here. We're prime age for I Walk Alone by Saliva for Batista. Come on. There's something coming out. Yep. That's it. See? See? You can't help it. You can't help it. You just want to cry. You just want to get down in that same position and just do it. You have to. There's something about the opening of that one where it's like. That's just a good song. Yeah. It came on. I have a, um, I have a rock playlist and, oh, actually, no, it's not the rock playlist. It's a, uh, Spotify has like the best of. 2020 2021 or whatever i keep yep. going back to my uh best of 2020 playlist like all the time because that for some reason that that's like when i got divorced and i was going through like hell and i had all this music that like saved my life and shit and that playlist like i keep going back to it and that shit was on there i was just i was at work and i was listening to shit on my headphone and i just hear <laughs> i was like oh shit what i haven't heard that- this in forever that's one of them songs where the song fits the person perfectly. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
dude, I'm thinking about your head state when that when that song was playing and you were getting through it. Because I I've been separated but got back together. Oh, good. But I, That's good. You know, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't end up getting divorced, but I've been there. And wow, you just made me think of that song in a totally different way. Yeah, <laughs> because, weird, because that that playlist for me is like, um, again, this is where we go down weird rabbit holes. That playlist is like, I discovered because I, I I listen to like a lot of punk. Uh, I listen to like punk. I listen to hip hop. I listen to rock. I listen to disco. I listen to whatever. But that playlist is like, there's a lot of punk on there. And uh, there's a lot of like, not too heavy metal, but like a lot of 2000s, like that kind of era of New metal, saliva and, yeah. you know, downset and fucking, you know, all these, all these other bands. Um, so it's a mix of like, there's some hip hop in there and then this, and then all of a sudden you hear walk, walk alone by fucking saliva <laughs> comes on. It's like, holy shit. So yeah, that playlist is a, it's a bugged out playlist, but that song is a, that's a banger, bro. That's when that you is. got the pyro has to go off. Has to, has to. I'm about to go watch a pay per view. I'm about to go watch his entrance right when we're off here, honestly. You got to rewatch the Mania one because if you guys remember, remember when he ate shit going into the yeah. ring? Yeah. yeah. He ate, you remember? Yeah, he ate they shit. They had going to do it again. Well, no. So, you know, it's nuts because remember, you, you said it. He got out and like, oh, they're doing this again for like the DVD. And if you watch yeah. it, they still show him eating shit. Oh, do they? I, they yeah, so I think the again. Box, yeah, so I think the, I think the botch was, if you watch it, that's when he made that Stuber movie. And if you remember, he gets out and goes and sees that guy in the crowd and he's like promoting the movie. I think oh, that's okay. where Batista fucked up. Which that was a dope entrance with the Cadillacs and all that promoting like Hollywood. Yeah, I got, I got and then you see Batista. the youth. Yeah, same. I love Batista. Isn't that? I when, even like um, his movie. Wasn't that when Xavier was back in the behind the yeah. curtain doing it also? Because he does it twice. Because yeah. now that I think about yeah. it, because he he, if you watch that video, he does it two times. So I guess that was when they repeated the like the entrance or whatever. He came out and he did it again. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. watched him get out of the ring and then kind of pretend like he was getting back in at the same spot. And I was like, wow, they're just going to use that like. If you weren't watching live on the network, you ain't gonna see that again. But I guess they left it for whatever reason. All right, number five. We already talked about this one, so I don't really need to give the reasons. Judas uh, by Fozzy for Jericho. Come on now, I got, I gotta, I gotta get to a show next time they're in Philly. I gotta go. There's no reason. It's two hours away. It's Wednesdays though. Dude. That's the killer. Yeah, so but I'm gonna I'm gonna sell you real quick. Now, granted, I went to like a jam-packed dynamite, but for the money you spend, you get an hour of dark elevation, two hours of TV, and you get rampage. So you're there for a minute, which that's where it's like, well, it's a Wednesday. You know, you ain't selling uh, my wife on that. You ain't selling her on that. She's not yeah, no, that. that's yeah. too long. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. But you have to go eventually. All right, but continue. All right. Sorry. Number four, this could be controversial. Line in the sand by Motorhead, the evolution theme, because oh. I'll tell you, the game is not on here. I think this is the better Motorhead WWE theme. I'm gonna say, you know, I, the king of hot takes. Hot take. The king of hot takes. That's just my era. Just the ruthless aggression era is like the era I can remember the most growing up as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I mean, evolution, Batista, all that was the shit to me. 
I, I yeah. now that I'm an adult and I'm running all that back, I'm like, all right, Triple H was getting pretty annoying. But as a kid, I thought all that was shit. I love Motorhead, man. Motorhead's fucking awesome. I love the um, I love the game song, but I'm not a big fan of the King of Kings one though. I never really Agreed. liked that song. That would be the worst. That would be the worst out of the three. Yeah, did. I never was a big fan of that one. I like my time. That shit is my dope. Time. The my time. The my time. That, that's not motorhead. The my time. Yeah, in the attitude era. I don't even remember it. Where it's like, oh, look it this up. Starts with the, that this starts with the dude. It's with the dude that he sounds like um, Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine. That he did all the. Oh. He did the Degeneration X song. Yeah. He did the X Pac song. And he starts okay. it off. He goes. Uh, Shit, I don't remember when you hear it, you're gonna know it because I've definitely. I'll be like, yeah. "Oh wow, when you I hear did it, I not know this was it." All yeah. right, number three. Uh, it's not his ruthless aggression team, even though that's good. Uh, Metalingus by Alter Bridge, Edge's team. I actually that's don't cool. like. Like, if you look up on Spotify, the song, whatever cut that is, I like WWE's cut of it. They mm-hmm. they chop the song yeah. up in a different way. I prefer yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta look it up on YouTube and do like Edge Titan Tron to get the version I want. Yeah, because it's the the song. It's funny you say that because I I like the actual song because Alter okay. Bridge was uh Alter Bridge was Creed without the lead singer. So okay. yeah. they decided they got a new singer. Is the same wow, band? Is it really? Got, yeah, it, it's Creed, that. but they got rid of Scott Stapp, and then they got a new singer. And then they wanted to kind of play a little harder, so they that was their first single off the first album that they did. And the song is awesome, but if you listen to like the Edge version, it's not it. And you listen if you go looking for the I actual song, it, yeah, it sounds so different. Like it's just it's yeah, a different they're not the experience. same song because all that heavy shit you get it at the end of the song, whereas the Edge, you get it at the beginning. See, I have the Alter Bridge version on my phone because you can't get the WWE one, so I have the actual song. Yeah. I just prefer the WWE. No, I agree. I agree with the WWE one too. Yeah. All right. Number two. This is a weird one, but it's going to pop. It's going to pop Nick. Live for the moment by Monster Magnet, Matt Hardy V1. It's the weirdest number two probably that is going to be offered. That's one of my favorite bands, Monster Magnet. You can slap a tornado. They're just a really good band. And WWE's version of the song is actually where it's the opposite of Edge. I don't like the WWE version at all. I listened to the full song, oh, okay. and I love the full song, and I love the band, and wrestling and one of my favorite bands coming together is awesome for me. So I love that song. Uh, the lyrics are actually really sick, but they don't get into that with the uh, with the entrance theme version of it. But uh, love that song. Me I and Nick for Matt years. They used to pop up. Yeah, Matt, Matt, I'll never forget Royal Rumble 2023. Matt dislikes mustard. <laughs> I'll always remember that one. Cause I had, do you remember? So throwing it back, do you remember when you ordered it, but you could record shit on VHS? Yeah. So when I was younger, we, uh, the ones we would order, my dad would record it on VHS. So as a kid, I was always rewatching like the same yeah. shit and it was Royal Rumble 3. And that was Royal Rumble 03 when Brock won for the first time. And I'll never forget, that was Matt's Matt fact. <laughs> Yo, I'm mad, I'm mad you spoiled that for me. I'm in December, bro. Ah! I'm in December 2002. I went, I've been doing this thing where I pretend like it's 2002. 
and I watch all the WWE programming from 2002 in order. Oh shit! So I watch. You Raw knew he won. Get week. the fuck out of here. And then, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> um, so I'm on Armageddon, which yeah, that's December, isn't it? Yeah, so wrong. Son of a bitch. Oh, uh, Lou, do you remember the do you remember the eight thousand week long feud between Tori Wilson and Don Marie back in the day? I do not. You know what's funny? There's a there's a gap of memory for me in WWE because after Eddie died, I like kind of stopped watching for a while. Um, I did a little WCW, but even then, I even that I got away from. So I have a large memory gap of that time frame. And I don't remember a lot of shit that happened there. Dude, yeah. in 2002, Eddie was the shit, man. He's on SmackDown every week in 2002. <laughs> and he is, him and Chavo, they're cutting up yeah. good shit. They're the tag team champs right now. But, yeah, I just pretend it's 2002. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> it's, that's it's, it's a great time. It's a great Dude, time. It is. It is. I, I have know, a lot no, of fun doing it. I'm not shitting on you. I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. It's a great time. The key, Like, I just watched, like, a month ago, the Katie Vick shit, like, happen in real time. And it was awful. I couldn't believe it. My wife was like, you can't stop. I have a five-year-old kid. She was like, you can't turn this off. Wait until she's in bed. Oh and I was like, God. this is why my mom would not let me watch it. So you're watching shit. like all the Raws and all the Smackdowns? Yep. I watched. So like the, the Raw of that week, I'll watch it on Peacock. On Peacock. They have all the Raws and all the Smackdowns in order. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's not that. that easy. It is not that, it's not that easy, dude. It is not that easy. You have to switch between back and forth. I wish you could just watch everything in order, like how you said. Yeah. I have to switch back in between. Once you get it and you're recently watched, it's not so hard. But yeah, so I had to go the raw from, you know, December, whatever. Yeah. And then I watched the SmackDown and then the raw, then the SmackDown oh, until oh, you shit. get to the okay. pay per view. And it's, uh, I have a lot of fun doing it, but the Katie Vick storyline's awful, and Tori Wilson and uh, Dawn Marie. You don't, do that with the, you don't do that with the Honor Club because Honor Club fucking has. Oh my god! I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I just got to uh, like I'll do one, one or two streaming services at a time. Then I cut them off, yeah. and then I do another one for a little bit for a couple months. So I'll probably get on the Honor Club because I've been wanting to go back and watch old punk stuff anyways they have everything so, on there yeah so i'm gonna check that i out. love the random what? text that i love the random text you said though about like those going on then you're like doug it's still going like bro <laughs> al wilson they hired the most bland actor to play tory wilson's dad and he's awful in taz you know the way you know the way michael cole keeps ripping on uh what's his name top dollar yeah yeah Dude, Taz tears this Al Wilson actor up every week, and it's awesome. Taz is really good <laughs> on commentary. I think. I think he's yeah, pretty he's good. Yes, he, he still is now. I. That'd be but, a good. That'd be a good um idea for a podcast. Total segue, but since you're already doing that, you should fucking do a little, do a little something, something podcast wise, where you just kind of go over the week of like what you're watching and shit, and just kind of like re-review oh, it. Cause oh, oh, you know what would be. Lou, you got a plan here because you know what would be the idea? I dress and pretend like I stay in character the whole time that it is. Oh, no. Get the fuck out of here, bro. This guy is something else. <laughs> and you put, you could even do like a filter to make it look like VHS, make it look all shitty. Wow. 
I'm just saying that. I no, Blue, you're talking to the now. guy who listens. He listened to a six-hour podcast about Bro, WCW Wild Hog. It's not. It, it's more like eighteen, bro. <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah, Eighteen-hour podcast about the Wild Hog pay per view. <laughs> never oh even God. saw it. I never even what watched fucking pay per view. How could you possibly talk about that pay per view for eighteen hours? <laughs> These guys. He's do it. like, it's oh, awesome. No. I don't want to plug another podcast on yours, but it's Holy the shit. shit. What is that? It's good. The what? Last There's another band. show you listen to. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Eighteen hour. Whatever. All right. What's your number one? Sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Hold on. I I got something special for number one. This guy. Yeah, he I'm listens so, to like. To... Oh, here we go. Ah! Hey, there we go. Got the whole costume. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I forgot you had that. This fucking <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Lynn, and CM Punk in one. Oh I'm my sure he God. That means I'm better than you. Uh, I feel naked. Cult of personality or what? Yeah, that's number one. Oh, you thought it was going to be this fire burns? Get out of town. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Cult I of personality, bro. I completely forgot you own that costume. <laughs> bro, tell me why I kept pushing my glasses and moving my hair and I had to put my hand in my sleeve so you wouldn't see. I've been wearing that's this That's why your hands time. were in the sleeve. You're a clown. Oh, those aren't real tattoos. Oh, I, oh, I can see now it's wrinkled. No, it literally says that CM was... Punk. Oh my God, what the fuck, dude? Stop. What is happening? Look a little. What is happening on this show right now? <laughs> Lou wasn't ready for this shit. You, you got to pop that. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. That is I'm fantastic. That... Oh, I had a mask too, <laughs> ready oh. for shenanigans. Oh, oh shit. God. Well, when it comes on? to when it comes to mine, I did it there. I didn't do a top ten because I know we're going to be diving into a bracket, so I didn't want right. to feel biased early. But the instant ones that came to me were Triple H the game. That was the first one that came to me with favorites. I don't know, dude. I'm still that guy. Yeah, I could anywhere. What? <laughs> yeah, one time I was leaving the gym and it came on, and I took a swig of water, and as I was walking to my car, I spit it in the air. Like how I was we've, actually... all, we've all done that. I did that yeah. once at my job with uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Well, two liter Pepsi because we used to prank each other because the bathroom. So where I used to work at was like a supermarket and the bathroom was like obviously in the back <clears throat> and against the wall was like all the two liter sodas where they would restock yeah. them outside because we sold so many that the whole wall is like fucking two liter sodas. So we used to fucking prank each other all the time. Like when somebody would go take a shit in the bathroom or whatever. We'd take a two liter, we'd shake it up, and we'd fucking throw it into the bathroom and turn the light off. <laughs> and ah! that, shit would just, that shit would just rattle in the bathroom as the dude's in there trying to take a shit with the lights <laughs> off. And one time, I uh, opened one up, and I took a swig, and I tried to do the triple H thing, and that shit just was fucking all over my shirt, all over my chest. I was like, I was all sticky and shit. I was like, this was a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, another one that came to mind was Stone Cold's Disturbed version. Oh yeah. When he came out, if you remember like around WrestleMania, I think it was two, it was WrestleMania 17. That one just went in. That one just went in. Um, another one that came to mind, I thought of some recent ones. As I told both of you, I think. So I'm a mark for Solo Sokoa's current theme. Yeah. Current, 
huge mark for it. I think just the way they do his entrance though and everything. Um, another Shout out to Stevie Stone. He has a lot of good. He has a lot of good music. <laughs> yeah, I lived after you sent me. I did listen to a couple of his uh his songs. Um, Judas was on there for me as well. I don't think we need to dive into that. Right. Um, I did have Batista, and then I had uh Edge. So I did have this fire burns because I think this fire burns is awesome by Punk, and that was like not a bad song. It was a different version of him because did he like remember that entrance he had at Money in the Bank in 2011, the night he won? The he came title? out to that. Yeah, he came out to that. That was the last time he used it. Yeah, and that that was probably one of my favorite entrances ever. I think that's like one of WWE's like highest YouTube views, or it's like in the top ten. Remember people um, rewatching that. And then I had one more. Let me check my phone. I thought I memorized them all off the top of my head. Um, and then the last, I had Edge on there. You but we your time at work to write a list. Yeah. And then we spoke Edge. Oh, and then My Time. My Time by Triple H is in my, in probably my top ten. My Time! My yeah. Time. Yeah, that dude has a great, that dude had a great voice, man. Whoever that dude was who did all those scenes. You really not a great Yeah, because if you look, it says Jim Johnston or whatever, Jim Johnston, whatever his name is for all of them. Yeah. Obviously, I don't know who did it, but um, that's what I kind of had there. I didn't want to spoil too, too much, but what did you have, Lou? What are some that instantly kind of come yeah, to mind me, when it comes uh, to that? Um, for some reason, when I was putting this list together in my head, I was for some reason, I was thinking of all the silly ones that just like made me smile and shit. So, oh, I love the some... great colleagues. Yeah. So for some reason, like... um. <laughs> I love, I love to death Mark Henry's sexual chocolate theme because it's like a very oh, white song. It's such a fucking stupid song, but it's so funny every time I hear that shit. It's just because it's just Mark. I don't know if that's Mark Henry saying the shit in the background. I don't think it is, but whoever they got to do it, he sounds literally like Barry White. And he's just like, yeah, I want to give it all to you. And then. <laughs> You hear the dude singing sexual. <laughs> you just hear this dude shooting out non sequiturs in the background while the guy's singing. That's a fucking great thing. And then May Young um, gave birth to a hand. A hand. Oh, yeah. I think, obviously, on this show, I've said it before. I think my favorite theme overall is probably Samoa Joe's Destroyer theme from NXT. Well, he brought it up to main roster also when he came up. But that's... There's that something, bad. bro, that theme is like a fucking, it's like, I want to start breakdancing when I hear that shit. Like that shit is just a, it, it, it's, it brings, it's almost, it's like, I've never seen a more perfect theme for a wrestler than that, that destroyer theme for Samoa Joe. I'm almost mad that he can't use it everywhere. Cause I would love for him to just use that shit everywhere. Um, yeah, there's that one. I, I, stupid as it is, the ass man theme, that Billy Gunn ass man theme. You can't help but laugh when you hear that shit. I'm an ass man. You can't. What does he say? I love to love him. I love to shove him. I love to kick him. I'm going to lick some or something like that. I love to lick him. I'm going to kick some. Some shit. Billy Gunn's an ass eater, everyone. Billy Gunn apparently likes to eat ass. We don't shame that on this show. I'm not above it. This is Wrestling Strange. We don't shame anybody for wanting to do that. Um, oh, God. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, I love Eddie's theme. Eddie Kingston's theme. Uh, it's a cold world. Better knuckle up. Um, I am a really big fan. I thought you were going to say of, Eddie Guerrero. Well, that's my me next too. one. Um, 
I love Eddie Guerrero's WCW theme. Eddie Guerrero's WCW theme is, uh, it's just an instrumental and it sounds almost like very tropical when you hear it at the beginning. It's just like, um, conga drums and shit. <laughs> and it's doom, 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 doom. It's like the heavy bass line. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite themes because he used to come out with that as a heel and he would just come out with that face of just like disgust and he'd walk out slow and that theme just kind of like hit perfect with him. You know what else um, I forgot to add it? Uh, Rob Van Dam's one of a kind. I love when he did Pantera was dope. That's what I'm, that's that, that what I'm saying. Dope. Don't uh, get me for wrong. me in ECW, when he was coming out to walk by Pantera, like that was my shit. And then when he went to WWE and I heard this other song, I was like, what the fuck is this? That's not, this isn't Rob Van Dam's theme. Like, and I just, I can't get over the, the walk one. I know they couldn't use it, but man. Yo, ECW, ECW was wildin'. They were just playing. Oh, yeah. They didn't give a fuck. They They didn't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah. They just used whoever seen. Because Sandman Um, used Enter Sandman. Yeah. What I loved about New Jack was, like, his song would come on and it would just play continuously during his match. He'd just be out there fucking stabbing people and doing all kinds of shit, and his music was just playing. Um, If I can think of anyone real quick, I don't want to be sitting here trying to think on the fly. Um, I kind of like Edge's original theme, like the, the, you think you know me. And then it was just kind of like that instrumental with the, um, like that, wah, it was like a wah, wah pedal sound that he, it would mm-hmm. go over and over again. It was very simple, but, uh, it was very effective. I like his, old I theme. even liked his never going to stop me with Rob Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the white zombie yeah. one. Yeah. That one is good too. That's what that he's, that's what that's he's probably using right now. Right. In 2002, back in, yep. back in 2002. Yep. <laughs> Back in times. Whoa, what is this? What am I talking about? I can talk to you guys on this? Is this a telephone? (laughs) Uh, I think think that might... uh... Oh, uh, I guess I'll end it off with uh, Undisputed Era's NXT theme. Yeah, you love love that one. I fucking love the CFOs, man. I'm really mad that they're not... That shit's not a thing anymore. They broke up, right? I I think they did they they did because they're just like there's no chance of them coming back at all like there's they don't exist anymore the licenses ran out it's like they just that's why all the scenes are disappearing. Um, so wait, what I don't uh, get is why do they have to get rid of it? I think what, it's a licensing if, thing. There's something there's something so with the pay. licensing of it. Yeah. Yeah, there's they disbanded. Kind of I just looked it. up in August of twenty is when they disbanded. Yeah, because now they have Def Rebel. It's like Def. If you look up modern themes, it's Def Rebel, whoever that is. Well, whoever's doing it, they need they need a little work because I, I haven't heard not one of these new themes that I really like. Besides, maybe Judgment Day theme. Um, but That's even then, but even oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. Even then, I think it's a freaking somebody's song. So, um, yeah, I think I am. I'm pretty good for now. I don't, I don't know, man. Right now. Like modern themes, I'm a huge fan of Roman's theme. Yeah, I like it. I'm not a big fan of it, but I do. I, I like it. You know, I don't hate it. It fits him perfectly. Yeah. In the in the 13 minute entrance, he takes. For with real. With the uh, 3D chocolate version of him. Okay, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, so yeah. weird. I don't know, but yo, when oh, I love Jay Cargo. Line... I love Jay Cargo's theme. I love that theme yeah. with that extended ass guitar solo. I love that thing. But when Samantha Irvine 
announces the bloodline. I think that's one of the coolest things right now. That girl's, as Pat McAfee said, she's got piped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lucky ricochet. And then, uh, yeah. So I think for everyone, that is going to conclude. You know, we went over some themes. We're going to be going into more. Douglas, everyone is more than welcome to come join that show when we discuss themes. We're going to make a bracket. We're going to do a whole thing. Probably not to the extent of a thousand teams like in March Madness, but we'll think of something. Right. We, we, our our yeah, creative we're still juice. To figure it out on the fly. We'll have a we'll have a bracket there, and we'll just kind of condense them down, and we'll give you guys the single greatest theme of all time. <laughs> we're gonna break it down to one theme. The the one thing to rule them all. Yep. So we'll be having that and more to come. But, you know, Douglas, do you have anything you want to plug yourself with before we go? Anything going on in 2002 you want to plug? Well, it's 2023. Uh, so there's that. Uh, no, I got nothing <laughs> to plug, man. I don't do nothing. I go to work. Yeah. Take care of the fam. Uh, happy. Uh, thanks for having me on, fellas. It was a good time. A little pop, yeah. you know. Try to try to be a little yeah, silly. Yeah, you, you got a pop. You got you got a pop out of me. And then Lou, where can everyone find you? Oh, you already know Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash. Go ahead and hit the Instagram page, the Everything Podcast. From there, you hit the link in the bio, and you will find everything you need to follow us. Please, guys, if you can, hit up the YouTube page, follow Wrestling is Trash, click like on some videos, comment even. Say something in the comments. Let us know what you think. What are your favorite themes? What did you guys think of the Royal Rumble? What did you guys think of the Bloodline storyline? Let us know. We'll shout you out on the show. We'll showcase your comments. We'll we'll discuss your thoughts on the show. We'll do any of that stuff. And if you are worthy, we may even have you as a guest on this show. <laughs> could happen. It could happen. And then you can follow me. You already know what to do. Follow the name. But as Lou said again, follow us on Instagram, Wrestling It's Trash, at Twitter, at Wrestling B Trash. But as Lou said, the YouTube, like, subscribe, share, the whole nine. Appreciate you guys. Our views have been going up. So let's keep that up. You know, like you said, people are watching. So just say hi. Say something. Even if you're a robot in the Philippines or Thailand watching, throw your comments out there. But that's all for the Wrestling It's Trash crew the trash boys we have a new trash boy here of dan douglas george welcome to the club once a trash boy always a trash boy never forget that thank you all for listening for the past one hour 46 minutes and nine seconds